0: Welcome to ADHD Crash Course, the podcast for those of us who have a lot to learn about ADHD, and that includes me. My name is Danae Cannon, and I'm your host. I'm an occupational therapist, a certified coach, a mom of more than one child with ADHD, and I have ADHD. So welcome to the podcast, we're in this together, and let's jump in. Welcome to ADHD Crash Course. Today we're gonna talk about the mindfulness of emotions. Now I've already talked about mindfulness, I've already talked about emotional regulation, probably more than one time, but this specific topic, how to be mindful of your emotions, comes up daily, (laughs) hourly in coaching, in the coaching that I do with individuals and the group coaching I do. And I wanted to give some examples of what this looks like, what it actually looks like, because this happens all the time where we hear, oh, people with ADHD struggle with emotional regulation. And my question is always, so what? So what do we do about this? How do we support ourselves? People with ADHD might have a difficulty with mindfulness. So what? What do we do about it? this for me is always the next question. And so how do we become more mindful of our emotions in order to help regulate our emotions, in order to decrease impulsivity, to act more intentionally in our lives? So this last week I offered a free group coaching call to the people on my mailing list. If you're not on my mailing list, hop over to the ADHDclaritycoach.com and get on my mailing list because I send out things like this. I send out free trainings, offers for free coaching from time to time. Don't worry, I won't spam you. I'm honestly not consistent enough to spam you. But if you want to take advantage of that, hop over there and get on that list. So I offered that free group coaching call along with a short mini training on emotional regulation. And you know, that training was very short training. I didn't go super deep, but I talked in that training about tools to support emotional regulation and that we have these kind of body-based tools, things like sensory strategies, things like our breathing techniques. This is body level. You do it physically and it it impacts your emotional regulation. And then we have that mind level support things like cognitive behavioral therapy growth mindset thought tolerance that kind of approach where you're looking at your thinking and how it impacts your emotions i don't ever start with the thinking piece of things i start with the body piece of things for a couple reasons it's easier and it's accessible to everyone the thought stuff takes practice and it takes longer it takes longer for those kind of interventions to impact your emotional regulation and your body level strategies you can use those out the gates with your thought type strategies you need more practice, you need some skill. They both impact emotional regulation, but we started, of course, with body level approaches with this training. And we we also talked about mindfulness. Now you can see mindfulness as a body-based strategy or a thought-based strategy, but I kind of see it somewhere in between. And it's a really powerful place to start when you're looking at emotional regulation. So one of the points that I made in that training and that came up in this group coaching call is that when you are super elevated emotionally, you're not available for thought level work. Like let's suppose you had a near miss, you almost got in a car accident. Those moments right after that, your nervous system is sky high. You are not in a place where I can sit down next to you and chat with you and tell you what's going on with my day. You're not in a place to connect with me, to remember, to focus, really to make decisions. You are too elevated. This came up in the group coaching call that people were saying, hey, you know, I've worked with mindfulness, but in the moment when I'm really amped up, I can't use it. And that is exactly right because when you're practicing a skill, you really have have to get to a certain level of mastery to use it in real time. And that's true for anything, you know, but especially with this mindfulness piece that you practice this on what I would call like a lowercase, lowercase emotion. You practice this on the smaller, I am annoyed, I'm frustrated, even I'm excited, and just noticing those emotions in your body, being mindful of those emotions and how those show up for you, you practice there and eventually can influence a really much more elevated moment, but not until that whole process is automatic. So I wanted to give you an example of this group coaching coaching. call these were two people I had never met before but they both were willing to be coached on emotional regulation for the group in front of the group and they brought great things to the coaching session the first person was just expressing that she felt so emotional overwhelmed with her emotions she just hit this overwhelm and what could she do to kind of start being more aware work with her emotional regulation so we talked about this mindfulness of emotions which is basically the first step of this is just noticing where a big emotion shows up in your body and she said you know what I just shut down if I'm if I'm trying to notice where this is in my body if I'm feeling angry and I try to pay attention notice that I shut down and it's totally unavailable for me and I just go blank yeah I really appreciate when someone's going to put that out there especially in a group setting you know you're being asked to do something and sometimes the impulse is to say oh kind of doing it. And she was just really real and vulnerable and said, I'm shutting down with this, which is perfectly legitimate and understandable because a lot of times we're not in the practice of connecting with our emotions. I want to take a second to clarify something really quickly. When we're talking about this whole process, looking at interoception, emotional regulation, mindfulness, and this context is in the realm of a coach, right? But if you are talking about trauma and trauma impacting your connection with your body, experience of your body, that is outside of the realm of coaching. You would want to be working with not just any therapist, but a trauma-informed therapist who has certain modalities, strategies to help support you with that. And it's definitely outside of coaching realms. So I want to be really clear about that, that what we're doing here is not trauma Therapy, you're talking about body level regulation strategies. Okay, moving on. And of course, you know, she thought this was so strange that when she tried to tune into her body's feelings, they just kind of slipped out of her reach. But it's not as uncommon as it sounds, especially with ADHD. With ADHD and with other neurodivergent peeps, that sometimes we have an impact in interoception. And interoception is our sense, our internal sense of our body. So things like hunger and thirst, heart rate, even pain, respiration. And these, these sensations that we're experiencing, this whole sensory system, this interoceptive system, is often impacted with ADHD and with autism and with other neurodivergence. That this is impacted often with our brain types and so Getting the lowdown on what's going down in your body is not as simple as it may sound. And it takes practice. I think it takes practice probably for for anyone because I do think we tend to be very disconnected from our bodies. We have a very busy pace in modern life and we don't have a lot of moments. where We're really tuned into the moment. And so this is not an easy skill for anyone. And so, you know, as we're talking, she was talking about some pain that she was experiencing. And so I suggested, well, maybe you can practice this with the pain, with just experiencing, noticing where this pain is showing up because it's a little more concrete way to practice this this mindfulness of emotion, this mindfulness of feeling. And so she was able to do that with the pain. She was able to describe where the pain was, what kind of feeling it was, if it was throbbing or burning, was it steady, was it intermittent, was it um, sharp, dull, strong, weak, whatever. She was able to really describe and feel and be with the pain. Now, I know that sounds like... Maybe maybe kind of woo to some people that it doesn't really sound necessary, but when you look at what this person was experiencing, the whole reason we're doing this emotional regulation is to be able to ride out your emotions, surf your emotions. When you're being told, hey, surf your emotion, that's totally foreign to you. You have no idea how to begin. This is the beginning. The beginning is noticing the emotion. And once you notice it, then you start working on tolerating it, putting up with it, being with it, and not trying to jump off of it. Because the truth is is we want to jump off of things that are uncomfortable. In fact, that was the next person who did the coaching. She found herself and she really felt like this was her sabotaging herself. She found herself agreeing to do things in the moment for coworkers, for friends that she really had, she had more time, would not do. She didn't have the time to do it. She didn't have the resources. But in that moment, she would agree to do these things. And she was talking about that overwhelm that she experiences. And when we backed it up and looked at the, the moment where she was agreeing to do things, she was it's kind of crazy because right after I do that, right after I agree to that, even though it's not a good idea, I feel this little relief, this little shot of joy. And she's like, it's just, it's so weird. It's like self-sabotage. It's really not self-sabotage, that your brain is trying to keep you safe all the time. And a part of that safety is community, connection to other people. We may have a culture that really celebrates independence, but we are wired to connect as a safety, security, survival instinct. And so in a moment where her brain is saying, oh, I don't know if I can do this. It's kind of threatening. Let me figure out how to connect and be accepted here. And her brain came up with a solution. I mean, it wasn't a great solution, but her brain was like, yes, I did it. I, got, I kept it safe. I did the thing. Yay, so that, that little jolt of emotion, that feeling of relief, even though logically she probably should not be relieved because she's just kind of overcommitted herself, but that feeling is not her trying to sabotage herself. We are wired for this. We are wired for that re- reward when we've avoided danger we are trying to keep away from discomfort keep safe that's what our brain is doing all day long we are more than just these instincts and our reactions and we want to be more intentional in our lives but it's not so much that she wanted to sabotage herself and so with her when we were kind of peeling this back and looking at how's that emotion showing up for you right before you agree to do this thing that you probably know you don't need to agree to do and that's where it's at everybody that is where it's at is that moment that you are feeling whatever it is—you're feeling panicked, you're feeling nervous, you're feeling unworthy, you're feeling insecure. Whatever it is, is happening right before you agree to do this thing to jump off that feeling. And so, all of those feelings—maybe you know those are maybe difficult to identify. And so, what we do is back up even more and we say where is this showing up in my body my nervousness is that like a closing off of my throat does my heart rate speed up does my face heat up do my hands get tingly do i feel shrunken up do i feel high energy it's just backing up to the physical experience of this because we want to have more connection more awareness more warning of what's next (laughs) what's next a lot of times with adhd without ADHD, we find ourselves responding, reacting, making choices. And it's like we've just arrived there. We've just been like transported there. And this awareness, this mindfulness of emotion is the first step in stopping the, the teleporting, in being more intentional. Of I am deciding to commit to this. I am deciding to offer this versus this is uncomfortable. I'm going to commit to this to get out of this uncomfortable feeling and I'll deal with the rest later. So this brings us to the end of our episode on emotional regulation, mindfulness of emotions. This is such an important tool. And I know a lot of times when we think about ADHD coaching and even executive functioning skills coaching and that kind of support, the first thing we think of is you know supporting us on how we manage time and how we plan and organize and executive functioning skills. What I've found in coaching and personally is that this is emotional regulation piece absolutely is the undercurrent of so many other things you can take something that just seems so practical so cut and dried and the emotional regulation piece can be this huge factor that's jamming us up and so emotional regulation tools for that tools for noticing your emotions paying attention to them working with them is key in learning how to work with your brain and work with adhd Thank you so much for being here with me today. My group coaching program is starting. The next round is starting next Monday, one week from today. If you're interested in joining us, we have a lot of fun. It's half course, half group coaching calls. It's an eight to nine week program. If you're interested in joining us, you can reach me on Instagram, the ADHD Clarity Coach, also Facebook under the same name and on my website, the ADHD And so that's it for today and I'll see you next week.